all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. Uh, follow us, Insta, Twitter, Facebook at All Bad Things Pod. Email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Keep the research coming in. Yes. We've been getting lots of good research. I promise if we don't cover it right away, it's not because we're not grateful for it, not because you didn't do a good job. It's, um, believe it or not, I, I do actually put some thought into <laughs> sequence of disasters and um, plus, selfishly, I stockpile listener research for tax season, <laughs> which is technically still going on right now, but it, things have tapered off drastically. So um, I will need that listener research desperately in about six months. That is so fucking depressing to think that I'll be back into tax season six again in like yeah. six and a half months because basically starts January 1st. So, <sighs> yeah. Happy tax season. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, we're being pretty basic in our beer selections today, aren't we? Uh, you are. I I have my <laughs> my national local beer. That is not basic. You're, you're proud as always. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a basic blue moon. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's a it's serviceable. You know what's funny is that Blue Moon used to be craft beer. It did, you yes. Know? But oh, oh, we just discovered Jesse is scared of the iPad. Fun. Yes, <laughs> but I got the research away from him before he clawed me. Yes. So there's that. What is? It? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is he seeing a reflection? I don't I know. I think he's seeing the reflection of oh, the fan. Oh, from the lights. Yeah. And Jesse has always been a little scared of fans. Here, I'll close it. I'll close it. Then you don't have to worry about it. Are you worried? See, yeah, it's the reflection he's he was scared of. Just in case anybody was wondering at home. Yes, I'm sure everyone was so wrapped with attention over Je- Jesse Pinkman getting to know the iPad. Yes. Well, we have the iPad out because that's where your research is. By the time this comes out, we would have already dropped our good thing. Yes. But we're going to be recording our good thing after this. So, um, any news to report? <laughs> oh, of course there is plenty, but yeah, we won't get into that. Let, let's not get into that let's just yet. Let's not get into that just yet. We haven't been bantering a ton lately. No, that's all right. We've been bantering about how much we're not bantering. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So, I thought this week we could cover something that has always been something that I'm like, okay... It's famous. I've heard of it, but I couldn't tell you much about it. Okay. So I decided to learn some more about it. Um, and I'm wondering if maybe that's also how you feel about it. Or maybe a lot of people feel about it. Or maybe I'm just projecting my own ignorance on everybody else. But anyway, this week's topic is... Hmm, separating out the... See, I'm only keeping you in suspense. Our listeners Pretty aren't much, yeah. Is. Okay. This week's topic is... Oh, Jesse. Not Jesse. Though he is a this disaster week, sometimes. This week's topic is Jesse. This week's topic is... Krakatoa. 
Mount Krakatoa? Okay. Well, it's a volcano just called Krakatoa. Or? Oh, okay. Yeah, it is a volcano. Okay. Yeah, so... I've heard of it, okay, yeah, but I, it, I don't... So it's kind of the same with you, huh? Yeah. It's like, okay, I think I've heard of it. Here's the pictures. Okay. Like in the context of a volcano, um, it is not Mount Krakatoa. It is just, just Krakatoa. Krakatoa. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of parallels um, in this story with the eruption of Mount Tam- Tambora and the year without a summer, which okay. we did ages ago. That was God, a that was a episode. long time ago. Um, so... I, yeah, we're going to see some parallels between, I don't know, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) We'll see some parallels between the two stories. Um, And while the bulk of the time we'll be discussing the most famous and deadly eruption of Krakatoa, we'll kind of um, cover just the volcano in general as well. Okay. On August 26th and 27th, 1883... Uh, for hmm. context, the year without a summer was, I think, 1815. So this was a while, while sure. later. The volcano known as Krakatoa erupted, resulting in massive, devastating seismic activity that triggered tsunamis, destroyed or damaged hundreds of villages, and killed an estimated 36,417 people wow. in one of the deadliest volcanic eruptions in recorded history. 36,000 people. That's crazy. And we're talking in hours, Mm. a matter of hours. So Uh, main sources were an Atlantic article from 1884, which I didn't even know the Atlantic was around that has been around that long, but apparently the University of Guelph. Oh, okay. Where's that? That is in uh, Ontario. It is in Ontario. Yeah. Uh, History.com, Wired, Cornell University, Quartz, BBC, and the Wikipedia. All right. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just know the name. I couldn't tell I you know, anything right? about it. Yeah, I, I, I just know it's synonymous with a bad thing. Right. I, I think the, it's possible the first time I ever heard of it. My mom is an eternal fan of the show Frasier. Like she literally has seen it ten trillion times through. She watches it at night on her phone to go to sleep. Like that's how much she watches it. Um, this tells you a lot about the show. <laughs> It it's got it. It's got. It has its moments, though. I mean, I you you played me a couple episodes where Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that was pretty funny. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was a joke where Roz Fraser's radio producer, they were going to an awards show, and she got a a bad uh, blemish on her nose, and she was so like distraught over it because she had bought this fancy dress and everything, and she was like talking about how it looked like her nose was Krakatoa, meaning about to erupt, I guess, is the idea. So I was like, oh, I think it's a volcano. But I think that might be the only thing I I recall of hearing about Krakatoa. So... (laughs) In a Fraser episode. In a Fraser episode. And interestingly, here's a fun fact about Krakatoa. Its name is not really Krakatoa. Its name is Krakatau. Okay. Like, that's the original Indonesian name for Krakatoa is Krakatau. Okay. And apparently, the thought is the reason that it's more popularly known as Krakatoa now is because after this 1883 volcanic eruption, the British press misspelled it. Oh. And so it just became known as Krakatoa. Isn't that weird? I mean, so, it happens, though. Yeah. So I'm going to refer to it as Krakatoa, understanding that really the correct name is Krakatau. Who is the guy that... Um... 
he well he didn't necessarily hijack a plane but he stole like five hundred thousand oh, dollars db no, cooper db cooper db sweet his his, his actual uh-huh. initials are d.a cooper and the first news story that came out had it as db cooper well, so that's a how a lot of suggestions of how that got Change. True, but I'm just saying it's, it's just a, a mention. Not DB Sweeney, but Cooper. <laughs> that's an actor. <laughs> is DB Sweeney an actor? Yes. Oh, he uh, he's been in things. <laughs> that he's actor been in movies. He's been in things. All he right, was he... in that movie about the. Uh, he was a former hockey player turned Paris figure skater. Oh yes, the that cutting edge. Yeah. Yes. yeah, that's him. Okay, so DB Sweeney was not a, a hijacker of planes. No, he was not. <laughs> That's my knowledge, anyway. He may have done Cooper. that. But you're right, D.B. Cooper. Well, first but, of all, I don't just even goes, know what his name was. But And again, at this time when this happened, you know, this is the late 1800s, mm-hmm. the only media you have is print. Yes. So if something is misspelled, mm-hmm. that's just how it's going to be known. And they were, like, um, telegraphing news. Yeah. So it could yeah, have easily... Been, yeah. uh, and O-A Misinterpreted versus or, yeah. it, It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty close. So anyway, so I'm going to refer to it as Krakatoa just because it's a more commonly used name in the Western world, at least, um, with due apologies to our Indonesian friends. So Krakatoa is both or was, we'll, we'll get into like what Krakatoa is doing nowadays, but Krakatoa is both a volcano and an island, or more specifically, an island that is a volcano. Sure. (laughs) You know? That's how it got there. (laughs) Yes. But not only is that how it got there, it's still just a volcano. Mm -hmm. So it's not like... Hawaii Hawaii is is a volcanic Mm -hmm. island, but Hawaii isn't an an active volcano, right? I mean, I know there are active volcanoes on it, but it itself is not an active volcano. Hawaii was having... um... Landslides and stuff, but an eruption. I know it. There's, but what I'm saying no, I'm is, sorry, there's sorry. a difference between I, an island being a fully active I'm volcano. Not gonna, I'm not going to get into the science okay. and shit. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Anyway, <laughs> because I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Geographically speaking, the volcanic island of Krakatoa is in Indonesia. Between, so if you picture Indonesia on a map, there are those two really big islands, right? That are in like sort of a curved or scythe sort of shape. Sure. Anyway, those are um, Sumatra and Java. Oh, I put, this is stupid. I put my phone on do not disturb. Oh, would we like to FaceTime with Trina and have no, her? Okay. No, we'll get her later. We don't want to have her live on our show without her knowledge or consent. Without her consent. That'll be so fun. Anyway, um, so the two largest islands of Indonesia, uh, uh, Sumatra and, and Java, uh, Krakatoa is right in the middle of both of them. And that little area of water that crosses between them is called the Sunda Strait. So Krakatoa is within the Sunda Strait. Um... And I already talked about Krakatoa, Krakatoa. Anyway, if you actually look up Krakatoa or Krakatoa on, like, Google Maps, you have to zoom in, like, massively because we're talking tiny, tiny island. At the time of its eruption, it was, like, 15 square miles. Five by three. Yeah, that's not very big. Yeah, no. Um... So I'm I'm not going to go too much into the tectonic activity of the the Pacific Ring of Fire because I'm pretty sure we covered that in the air without a summer. The idea that there's um, the plates that are active yeah. right around Indonesia, which is what causes a lot of the earthquakes, even the O four, uh huh, mm-hmm. the O four Indian Ocean tsunami. 
um, that was caused by an earthquake in the Ring of Fire. So, anyway, we'll go listen to your. This is a volatile uh, a region very volatile, of Earth. Yes, um, I believe I read that Indonesia has 130 active volcanoes. Jesus Christ! Yeah. But you also have to realize that um, uh, Indonesia consists of officially 17,508 islands. Wow. Yes. Okay. So talk, obviously a lot of talk them are about very the small. thousand islands. <laughs> the tens of thousands yeah, of right? islands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, the exact origins of a volcanic island of Krakatoa can't be certain. No one was there back millions of years ago. Um, but it is thought that the origins of the island were thousands or maybe even possibly millions of years ago at the time of a prior volcanic eruption resulting in the formation of Krakatoa along with several other islands that make up the Krakatoa archipelago. Is it archipelago or archipelago? I've heard it. I've, I've always archipelago. Yeah, that's what I that's thought. That's how I always okay. said it in my mind. Potato, potato. When I, when I read the word, mm-hmm. I'm like, archipelago. Mm-hmm. Potato, potato, archipelago, archipelago. Anyway, <laughs> it has changed over time because it's basically a chain of volcanoes so every time there's an eruption the landscape changes the topography changes and sometimes really dramatically so now at the time of our story in 1883 the island of krakatoa consisted of three volcanic cones which were so so krakatoa itself is this this big volcano but it has three vents right three cones uh danan perboatan and rakata not like the cheese. It's R-A-K-A-T-A. Uh, so humans have inhabited Indonesia for millennia. At one point, uh, people thought that Indonesia was the cradle of humanity, as it were. Sure. Uh, which we now know to be Africa. But uh, that was because of the discovery of fossils of Homo erectus, known as the Java Man from Java, Indonesia. So our species, Homo sapiens, made their way to what is now Indonesia about 45,000 years ago. And then about 2000 BCE, there was a large migration from what is modern day Taiwan to the islands, where the location was prime for trade by sea. It's a bunch of islands. It makes perfect sense. Multiple kingdoms and dynasties under both religious Hindus and Buddhists thrived over the following centuries. Now we get into where I get to see if I can I practice this so much (laughs) speak Dutch so anyway the first Europeans arrived in Indonesia in 1512 from Portugal in search of spices then the the Dutch East India Company I can't even say it in English the Dutch East India Company known as VOC which stands for its native name of (laughs) Verenica Ostindusha Company uh, judges? Yeah, I think they're going to ah, accept very that. Very good. Very good. If we have any um, listeners from the Netherlands, feel free I'm to I'm sure critique. we got... We might have three. <laughs> but we Probably. somehow have international listeners. I we do. We do. Well, so somehow because of the internet, but... Well, that's how, yes. Why people internationally <laughs> listen to us, I'm not sure why. Uh, so the VOC, the uh, Dutch East India Company, was essentially... The birth of capitalism. It was the first publicly traded, globally active corporate conglomerate. I think that's when you said that name. Mm-hmm. I was like, that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. That's where 
the whole system of stocks and trading and owning stock in a company for a company to become big enough. Because I've be been through evil. those. Yeah, I've been through those kind of you know generic courses and stuff like that. And yeah, like, I think I'm like I think I've heard it. I'm guessing there. Yeah, but and, I've heard of that company before. Yep. Yep, uh, very very famous, yeah. Um, now, they also uh, participated very actively in kidnapping and enslaving people, uh, along with creating unfettered capitalism, so horrific all the way around. Maybe that's where I've heard of them, too. Yeah. <laughs> and the company was established in 1602, which led to the Netherlands, of all countries, the Netherlands was pretty much the colonial power for two centuries as a result of the VOC. Um, and the VOC... Uh, da, da, da. Okay, as the reign came to an end, like just at the turn of the 19th century, so just at 1800, the VOC's colonies in Indonesia were nationalized as the Dutch East Indies. And uh, it is at this point in time that our story of the 1883 eruption will take place. So it's during Dutch occupation, Dutch colonial Indonesia... Um, now, just to sort of finish out the story of Indonesia, um, uh, the Dutch o- occupation of Indonesia lasted through World War II, and at that point, Indonesia was occupied by Japan, um, and that resulted in the deaths of an estimated 4 million people, mm-hmm. the Japanese occupation of Indonesia, including about like almost 2.5 million people during like a, a one-year famine period so none of this was good for the Indonesian sounds like a real hoop yeah um and that was followed by years of the netherlands trying to regain control of indonesia finally indonesian independence was achieved in 1963 oh wow so just i mean relatively Uh, not not quite 60 years yeah i mean relatively a very Mm -hmm. small amount of time Mm -hmm. yeah all right, so anyway, into recorded history, there are records of prior eruptions of Krakatoa. The first being in the year 416, so 416 CE. I remember then. Yeah, you remember? You remember? Ah, <laughs> oh, it was a very good year. No. Um, good so, year. what? So it was a good year. That's why I said very yeah, good year. No, I'm just. Oh, okay. You're, you were just agreeing. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> It had like three Diet Cokes today. I don't know if you noticed that. I, I kind of noticed. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm drinking beer now. It'll all be okay. All right. Um, so 416 CE, an eruption of Krakatoa was recounted in the Pereraton, which translates to the Book of Kings, an ancient Javanese text. Um The description of this first recorded eruption describes, quote, a great glowing fire which reached the sky accompanied by heavy rain and storms, end quote. There also seems to be a description of an accompanying tsunami, quote, the water of the sea rose and inundated the land, end quote. And it also describes the deaths of many inhabitants of the area who were, quote, drowned and swept away. Yeah, and that, that story is in the Bible somewhere. They just didn't realize, <laughs> what, they just didn't realize what it was, that it, they, they thought it was God right. in 460. Yeah, well, 16. 416. But, uh, now, it's important to know that the Pereraton isn't necessarily just a direct historical document. Um it, it is kind of like the Bible in that there are apocryphal stories. Sure. And some that do have yeah. historical uh, documentation I'm, corroboration. I'm sure geologists have been there and, and like, yeah, something happened around this time. Right. So, 
Um, but uh, the ne- the next potential eruption that does have some historical corroboration was in 535 CE, and Again, it's a little speculative because there's a lack of like historical record evidence, but it's it, there's at least a good educated guess at that there was an eruption around that time. And it's possible that that one was even worse than the 1883 one. So, um, and that it was responsible for a known phenomenon that happened in 535 and 536, where there was a global climate event. So it's possible that it was very similar to a year without a summer. Sure. Um, as a result of that eruption, there was a massive and severe cooling of the earth there during a worldwide the couple of years. Famine, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, yeah, because it disrupted um, the climate so mm-hmm. badly. Yes. Um, so anyway, that that's a possibility. Most, multiple historic records confirm this phenomenon, and descriptions include witness accounts of quote a dense dry fog end quote. So that could be volcanic ash, similar to year without a summer. Uh, e- now this is really fascinating. Even trees that were around back then and have been analyzed since show stunted growth in those exact years, which I find fascinating. That that's how amazing trees are. You can read their rings. Like, mm-hmm. that's an actual science, and it's pretty incredible. So so that's uh, one of the ways they know that there was that global climate event, because trees' growth were stunted. So after this possible eruption, there are multiple other eruptions of Krakatoa, only tentatively dated, occurring roughly every century. Um, and then there's more solid that's, evidence. That's a lot. It's, it is a lot. <laughs> there's more solid evidence for major eruptions occurring in 1530 and then 1680 or 81. And apparently after this last explosion around 1680 or 1681, some people thought uh, that that was it for the volcano. That Krakatoa was done. That it was going dormant. Um, that was not the case, unfortunately. Um, it did miss the next century, though, so nothing happened in the 1700s. But that's not good news because that means mm-hmm. it was just saving it up. Especially when it has a history of going off, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. But uh, when it misses a century, it's just saving it up. Yep. So uh, before we get into the actual event, I do want to clarify one thing. Though at times Krakatoa as an island has been occupied by people, uh, or at least the best I could tell it was at some point occupied, by the 1880s there were no permanent residents of Krakatoa. So it's not like people are living on this volcano. It was just an unoccupied island. Sure. So uh, typically the only people who were around it were in ships sailing nearby in the strait. So... Not a good time to be doing that when this no, thing gets hot. Well, yeah, we'll find as we'll find Jesus. out. So while the eruption was the main event, there was signs of unrest in the earth near Krakatoa several months before the actual event. Now this is important because seismic activity and volcanic eruptions go hand in hand. Now I don't think we delved into this too much in the air without a summer, so I'm going to go a little bit more into the mechanics of volcanoes. In a very explain like I'm five way, because that's the only way I can understand it. And I literally learned about this by watching a BBC video that they made for children. And I'm not even joking. The video starts with like 
Alex B. from Manchester, who's 10, asking how do volcanoes work? And then they answer the question. Or and, and or like the, the volcano is like a cartoon character. Like, like yeah, hello, right. like, hello, this is this is Vlad the volcano. And like, hi, Vlad. Like the, uh, Vlad the volcano. It's the only name I could think of with V. Victor? Victor? Oh, yeah. Vinny? Vinny. Vincent? Um, Vincent the volcano. Vicky? That's better. Yeah. Um, it's like the... I've been missing hockey. So. <laughs> Apparently. It's like the video in Jurassic Park, like dinosaur blood. And oh yeah, the DNA. Uh, the DNA strain, yeah. uh-huh. the DNA strain. <laughs> um, dinosaurs. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this is my recounting of a video hey, what, meant meant <laughs> whatever to, it takes to understand something. Yeah, meant to explain this to a ten-year-old. I would have no shame if the BBC answered my question and put Rachel M. thirty-five of <laughs> asks, <laughs> and then have it patiently explained to me. Asks, what the yes. hell is this? How do volcanoes work? So basically, part of the Earth's mantle so the the mantle is the part that's under the crust but not the core so it's like the okay. big chunk in between right and there's like an inner core and an outer there, core there are many uh, layers to it, the to the earth yes there are and it's a big one mm-hmm. i mean this is not say the globe is this big it's mm-hmm. this big yeah. <laughs> the scale scale matters imagine and, imagine that scale at home people yeah and it all it all is so helpful in, a, in a, an audio medium uh so the Earth ma- Earth's mantle, parts of it melt during tectonic activity. So when plates, the plates of the Earth move apart or subduct, or we've talked about the various ways that um, plate tectonics work. So I'm not going to go into that again because I don't remember it. You can just listen to our previous episodes on earthquakes. All right. So this melted um, part of the Earth, this melted mantle is magma. That's what magma is. Melted rock, molten rock. Um, And it's lighter than unmelted rock. So it rises. It finds its way closer and closer to the crust. And during this process, gas bubbles form inside of it. Now, this gas-fueled melted rock makes its way to openings, vents, volcanoes. They can be under sea. They can be on the land. It depends on the topography, right? To escape. If the magma is thick, then the gas can really pressurize, and that's what results in a pretty massive explosion from the vents or from the volcanoes. Now, alternatively, instead of the gas being the driving force, the magma can heat up water if it makes its way into water via undersea vents, which can create steam, and that can work its way up, causing an explosion. And that's what's thought, I didn't get super deep into this, but that's what's thought to have happened with Krakatoa. So anyway. Yes. Where's my applause? I was expecting. Oh, we can't. We can't. Uh, yeah. Applaud the, to... Oh, did you see Demetrius? Yeah. He kind of gave a little side eye. Like We hmm. have a little light clap that like with our fingers that is the indicator that it's time to eat for these two, even though they just ate. Oh. Huh? See, see, you were they being, look up. You were being mean. I was being mean. I just wanted to um, demonstrate. Everyone was so interested in how we feed the cats. All right. At any rate, there were earthquakes in the months leading up to the August eruption of Krakatoa, some of which were felt as far away as Australia. So these are not like little tremors. Like they're being felt pretty significantly far 
far away. Now, obviously, this tectonic plate unrest was stirring up some pretty wicked magma. Like many volcanic eruptions, it this was not just a single event. A lot of times... There's like, a lot leading up to it. Yes, just yeah. like earthquakes, there are foreshocks shocks mm-hmm. and aftershocks and... And, and they get worse and worse, and then they taper off. And so on May 19th, 1883, the cone called Perboaton started to let off some steam. Literally. Ha ha. I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> have to keep myself entertained while writing sometimes. Uh. It also started to spew out ash up to six kilometers or like three and three quarters miles up into the air. And this was... This is the little baby. This was just blowing like, off steam. Yes, this is just the steam. Oh, it's only a mile, almost a mile high. No, 3.75 miles high. That too. <laughs> what part about three and three quarters I just, miles did you not I, I just, understand? I just had a mile in my head. I was thinking three quarters of a mile. Mm. 3.75 yes. miles would have been a better way to say it, yeah. Um, and it that was accompanied by loud explosions. An article at the time, that Atlantic article I was talking about, did mention an earthquake felt in Batavia, which is now Jakarta, Indonesia, on May 20th. So I'm not sure if those were the same events with just like a little bit of variation in the time. Plus, we're talking, this is all the eastern part of the world. So it could have been one day on uh, on one side of the dateline, you know, another day on sure. the other side of the dateline. So that's possible where maybe these days were just like... One day off. Some ash did fall on mainland Sumatra in May on by May twenty first. Um, Krakatoa could be seen erupting and spewing ash and debris for the next several weeks. Jesus. So it was like, okay, what's going on here with with you, Krakatoa? Um, now the most disturbing <clears throat> thing was that all of this was just the lead up. This is just the precursor. This almost four miles in the air of ash spewing was not the main thing. Can you imagine seeing that, though? How fucking scary that would be? So, there is a video I'll show you, and I'll have to link that will come up later of a volcanic eruption. I saw a video of, I can't... It was the volcano that it wound up hitting in the Philippines, like, this is the 80s or 90s, but I watched it the other day of these people, this, like, unedited news footage of, Mm -hmm. like, a whole crew literally driving as fast as they can... (laughs) Away. Away from the, the pyro, pyroclastic flow. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like right behind them. It was mm-hmm. like watching a fucking movie, mm-hmm. except it wasn't a movie. Yeah, that's I mean, terrifying. I was just like, I was just like, all right, I can't watch anymore. I watched like 20 seconds right. of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know what happened to those people, but I, right. I was not wanting to find out. Well, that's, I do think that volcanic eruptions are one of those viscerally, viscerally just... like terrifying things absolutely like it's just uh, it's not only a a powerful force on its own but it's Mm -hmm. combining elements of all these other things and Mm -hmm. here like you get a tsunami there's tsunami tsunami Tsunami. (laughs) a tsunami (laughs) you you get an earthquake right yeah it's and then you get pyroclastic flow you get to be drowned in lava yeah i mean it's just yeah it it probably does seem like hell is coming to earth yep Mm-hmm. If you're Absolutely. if you're witnessing it. Absolutely. And that's fuck that. One day we'll do the Yellowstone volcano. That happened like hundreds of thousands of years ago, but apparently it's also Apparently it's uh it's getting a little primed in the last 100 years. I've might been, be. I've been reading. 
yes, um, I'm glad I've already been to Yellowstone. <laughs> been there. Don't need to go back just hey, in case. If Yellowstone's <laughs> going to erupt, it might as well be in 2020. We can just throw that onto the pie. We can just get that. You just Let's just get it all over with. Can I give you a little spoiler <laughs> alert to the end of this story? Sure. Krakatoa had a little activity in 2022. Oh, my God. So, all right. Let's get back to <laughs> and, this. And, so. and Godzilla just landed in New Jersey. <laughs> so, by August 21st, it was becoming very clear that shit was going down on Krakatoa. That's from a historical document. It said, shit is going down. That's how I would have that's how I would have put it. That's how I would have put it in the newsies back then. <laughs> yeah, right. Extra, <laughs> extra, shit's going down in Krakatoa. Shit's going down. <laughs> that would be fun. Get Except you, not. Here at the corner, get your copy of shit going down. <laughs> how so about for you, sir? <laughs> ships weren't able to get through the Sunda Strait because of the ash and pumice falling from the constant eruption and because they couldn't see anything but ash they probably had their direction probably they That's, probably lost a little bit of their sense of, the, of direction too we'll get to that in a okay minute too yeah uh-huh how bad it was yeah then around 1 p.m local time on august 26 1883 krakatoa started going apeshit in more technical terms that was not the technical term uh, it was in a paroxysmic phase. So basically, the volatility of a volcano is classified on a scale of one to eight. And these classifications have some pretty great names that go from effusive, which is one, the lowest, to mega colossal, which is eight. <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all. And paroxysmic Megatron. is five. Oh. So it's like in the middle. I know, right? That <laughs> we're going Megatron with 10. Well, what it does make me think is that the Sapphire Simpson hurricane scale, which is just category one, category two, mm-hmm. category, like they need to up they need their to spice, name They need game. to spice it up a little like, bit. Come on, if we've got mega colossal for yeah. volcanoes, they can do better. But then maybe that would be considered insensitive. We need a uh, super indestructible. <laughs> right? Or um, like, I don't know, pick up. Uh, popular movie villains or something and like rank them from like most innocuous yeah like five worst. like five would be a thanos mm. like uh like half the world's gonna die there'd be a voldemort uh, spo- or you spoiler not alert oh <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure everybody who's wanted to see those movies has already seen them I'm sure. <laughs> um there could be a voldemort although that's problematic because uh, uh, jk but- rowling is an asshole and um, I, yeah, I, yeah. I and guess. also, aren't you supposed to not save? I never read Harry Potter, but I, I never mean, did you're either. Not supposed to save Voldemort, according to the Office. Um, I don't know. Uh, anyway, I just know people have their house these days, or or what is it called? Oh yeah, like the Sorting Hat. The I um, guess. Like Harry Harry the, Potter, yeah. The, I don't the know. Hufflepuffles and the <laughs> Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff. We have so many even people like screaming at us because a lot of people do really like Harry Potter. Oh, I'm, yeah, I understand. I, I was just aged um, out of it when I came out. Slytherin. I was like in my late teens. Yeah, I I was a little. I was actually probably just about the right age, but in an evangelical Christian church where they were calling they were it, burning like, they were um, burning that book. Yeah, they're calling it like black magic and shit. So, <laughs> um, I was. But plus, I'm not a fantasy fan. So, no, not really. But I do know that I'm I've, more sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching the uh 2020 so they did a winter season of Love Island this year <laughs> in South Africa and when they had the babies so they give them like crying baby dolls um to see what they'll be like. Of course, only not real babies. No. 
as parents. Oh, yeah, fortunately, because one of them accidentally, like, drove their pram into the, which is their buggy, into the pool, which was hilarious. But one of the little couples named their baby Voldemort. (laughs) And I thought that was pretty funny. That is funny. Anyway. We were talking about a volcano, (laughs) I think. So, um, this was a paroxysmic phase. Which is like five on a level of one to eight. So not good. Not horrific, but not good at any rate. <laughs> yeah, that's um, not good. None of these are good. No, no. To be fair. Not, to but be cer- fair, all of this is terrible. But certainly an eight out of ten. A five out of eight. Or whatever. Are <laughs> <laughs> you even listening to me today? I keep hearing, I keep hearing eights and ones okay. and things like that. But uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, to be just above... Like on the, the scale, midpoint. on the scale from uh, bad Effusive to good, to mega colossal. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we're almost to mega colossal. Like <laughs> and we're what? Getting on, yeah, we're getting we're, on colossal. Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> so within an hour, Krakatoa was spewing ash, twenty-seven kilometers, which is seventeen <sighs> miles Christ, into the into sky. The air. Yes. That's almost going into fucking outer space. Yeah, basically. Well, that's very similar to Mount Tambor in the air without a summer. That's why it got blown so far the up. Atmosphere it went everywhere. For for like two years. Yeah. yeah or multiple years. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um and near continu- You could see that from fucking Like oh, the ISS Jesus or whatever. Christ. Yeah, I know. Um and near continuous explosions were thundering from the volcano. Some ships as far as 12 miles or 20 kilometers away from Krakatoa were pummeled by ash and pumice stone. They were like, God. it was like hail, like sure. hot hail. Oh, that's that's the problem is that this debris isn't just debris. It's hot. Yeah. And it's not debris. like you're going to, it's, it's like not like you're going to escape it. No. I mean, no. You're, you just have to mm-hmm. get through it. Mm-hmm. So remember... Krakatoa was not inhabited, so it's not like there were people on this island or anything, but there were people in surrounding islands and on ships basically staring at this and going, motherfucker, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what is going on here? So, Um, one British ship, uh, on one British ship, a captain named Captain Watson, who was aboard the ship the Charles Ball near Krakatoa during this time described in writing his account of, because <laughs> he was close, he could see it, of the dramatic events he witnessed. And it included descriptions of, quote, a furious squall of ashen hue, end quote, and, quote, an intense blackness that covered the sky and land and sea, end quote, to the point where they basically had no visibility. So you're right, navigation was extremely difficult, but at this point, I think they're just like, okay, compass, like, get us the fuck out of here. That's that's what I would guess. I did not read anything specific to people getting lost as a result of this, but I wouldn't be surprised if that did happen. On the evening of August 26th, there was a very bad harbinger of what was to come when a small tsunami reached both Sumatra and Java, so the islands of Indonesia to the north and the south of Krakatoa. This was, again, this is just day one. Just a little. Just a, <laughs> Wait till day two. Here's a, here's a small tsunami. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? So, did you know, everyone knows of salami, right? Yeah. Did you know that there's also salumi? 
I it's know. a thing. I, I, I looked it up at one point because I heard them talk about it on Top Chef. <laughs> no idea what that it's is. It's basically salami. Sure. But it's slightly different, so they call it salami. Is it like from a different region or something like that? I forget what yeah, exactly. It's, it's I mean, something it was like meat, that. so yeah. it's not like I'm Paying attention or, you know, wrapped with attention. Yeah, for... Sorry, I've let you down. Um, con- frequent consumer of beef jerky. <laughs> I've got some coming to me in the mail yeah, as well. Yeah, you do. I'm excited. Very good. Fifty dollars for the beef jerky. Yes. <laughs> so early the next morning. So again, if you need help, reach out because clearly, <laughs> if we can spend fifty bucks on beef jerky, I'm not saying we're rich. That sounded really weird. Like I'm like, oh, we're just like. <laughs> No, it's this just, is all coming off horribly. It's just Never something mind. that I would spend $50 on. That's all. That's exactly right. Okay. So early the next morning, around 5.30 a.m. local time on August 27th, a large explosion took place at the cone of Perboatan. I think it was, that was the northmost cone on the island, which set off a tsunami headed north towards South Sumatra. About an hour later, the cone of Danan exploded, <clears throat> sending off two other tsunamis, tsunamis, these going to the east and to the west. Then, at 10.02 a.m. local time, the big one happened. So this is the so, main so, event explosion. So none of these things were the big one no, yet. And it's no, just, oh my God. This is where it gets worst. Yeah. This volcanic explosion resulted in an in. <laughs> this I find so fascinating. What is thought to be the loudest noise in recorded history? Oh, my God. <clears throat> now, interestingly, there's a few little parallels to Tunguska here. Okay. Um, and some uh, references I saw theorized that Tunguska was actually the loudest mm, sound okay. ever. But there's some... Um, there's uh, evidence to back up this assertion with uh, Krakatoa. Because uh, it was clearly audible. This explosion was clearly audible from about 3,000 miles away. Oh, my God. It's almost 5,000 kilometers. So (laughs) that is basically something happening in New York Mm -hmm. that is clearly audible in California. Yeah, in California. So that... Felt. Heard, rather. Yeah, yeah. That is ridiculous. So it was... So clear, in fact, that some of those who heard it, even from that distance of thousands of miles away, thought it was a cannon fire from a nearby ship. They're like, what, what was that? Like, it was, uh, did somebody Like, are we at war again? You're not even joking. No. Some people thought that. Some people were <laughs> yeah. like, wait, who's invading? Yeah. Literally. Who is it this time? The mm-hmm. Mexicans? Oh, <laughs> in like 10 years, it would be. I'm kidding. The Mexican... <laughs> in Australia? <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of our wars. You know that notorious Mexican Australian yes. rivalry. They're always at each other's throats. Oh, it's a little tricky to fight considering how far away they are. They'll figure it out. Oh, anyway, <clears throat> this sound was so loud. It reached an estimated 310 decibels. So, just for reference, the threshold at which your ears hurt is around 120 to 130 decibels. So this is almost three times that. That's how loud it was. It was so loud and so violent that the pressure wave it created was recorded literally all over the world. And some of those measurements measured that pressure wave seven times over the next several days, meaning though that pressure wave- It just kept going. 
came from the yep. volcano four times and back around to the volcano three times, meaning it circumnavigated the Earth three and a half yeah, times. That's fucking crazy. That is B A N A N A S. Yes. <laughs> Do I entertain you? Are you not entertained? I, I was, uh, yeah, that caught me off guard a little bit. <laughs> The force at which Krakatoa erupted was the equivalent to an estimated 200 megatons of TNT, or 10,000 times the power of the bomb dropped on Hiroshima. Fuck. Yeah. And also just for reference, since we did cover Tunguska recently, the Tunguska event was thought to be at the absolute max 30 megatons of TNT's worth, so this is over six times that. Hmm. And those were the high estimates on Tunguska. So. But as awful and violent as this sounds... And, and the difference mm-hmm. between the two is Tunguska is um, an outer Earth event. It's something coming into our atmosphere. Correct. It was an extraterrestrial yes. rock body. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Krakatoa is something that's <laughs> on Earth, ruined. and like Earth literally just fucking exploded. Yes, like that is exactly correct. I mean, holy shit! I think if I, like, in a parallel universe life, I would be. Um, some, I would take a the time- scientist of like seismic and volcanic would, activity. I would take the DeLorean. <laughs> to 3,000 miles away from wherever this was <laughs> so I could hear that. Just like, cause, from a distance. Because 3,000 miles is about as close to this mm-hmm. fucking thing as I'd want to be. Mm-hmm. You're not even joking. So as awful and violent as this sound was, the worst was, of course, what happened next. And this, uh, as this wasn't an event that resulted in, say, like, I mean, I, there weren't people at the base of this. Can volcano. you imagine if there was video of this? Like, it's it's <laughs> well, just it's it's like one of those things. Like, it was so close to. I mean, video came along like twenty four, not even twenty four years later. Photography was around. Photography. I'm talking about motion right. pictures. Motion pictures. Yeah, turn it was about late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, but uh, but Boston it's, is not the capital. No, of it is not. <laughs> but it's it's but it's close enough to video where it's like ah, uh, like mm. just missed it. You know? Can can you imagine? Like I can't oh, even. No, no. I've been trying to think of what this would look like, and I can't think of what this would That's, look like. There are events on scales that are just not really fathomable. Yeah. One of our listeners actually uh, wrote in what that there is a term for it when you can't comprehend it because of the size and scale. Anyway. Clearly, I learned a lot from from that. Anyway, all right. So there weren't people, like, at the bottom, like, towns at the bottom of this, or villages at the bottom of this volcano that got, like, landslid away, right? So that wasn't necessarily the issue, but there was a couple of things that were very much an issue. So first, this eruption had launched an estimated... Now, here's another thing that's, like, impossible to comprehend. Six cubic miles of ash that's six miles by six miles by six miles of ash and debris and pumice and like and this all all this shit is hot as fuck too um and of course what goes up must come down yes and it did unfortunately including coming down on ships and nearby islands and this is thought uh, to have caused the basically 
burned to death deaths of at least 4,000 people, including all 3,000 inhabitants of the nearby island, Sebasi, an island just northeast of Krakatoa. Mm. So an entire entire island's population was wiped out. And this was not, this was like a, it was like a Pompeii type event, except it was falling and not flowing. Mm -hmm. It just sounds horrible. It's just horrible. So, <clears throat> the most devastating effects of the eruption was the water displacement. And we've discussed water displacement and tsunamis in our 04 um, Indonesian Ocean tsunami episode. So, the third and largest eruption had essentially collapsed the volcano on itself. So, basically, most of Krakatoa just collapsed into the ocean. And when you have a mass Jesus. like that literally falling into the sea, it just pushed a massive amount of water out to all sides, um, creating horrible tsunamis. Um, the worst of the tsunami uh, was hit, of course, the nearby islands, uh, which were completely mowed down and devastated by waves reportedly the max I found as high as 130 feet or nearly 40 meters. For sure, it at least topped 100 feet. And for reference, that's what happened in the 04 tsunami too. That was the highest waves were thought to be about 100 feet. So 10 story high waves, possibly 13 stories. That's how high that was. And it just just killed mass. It killed over 30,000 people. Mm -hmm. That alone. So... The final official death toll given by the um, uh, the Dutch Indies, so the Dutch government, was 36,417, though some today believe that it could have actually been a lot higher than that, maybe triple or four times that number, as with any historic event or, or event of such scope. It's impossible to nail down an exact number, but that was the official death toll. <clears throat> Ocean currents as far away as South Africa and even the English Channel were affected by the displacement of water from Krakatoa. So, much like the eruption of Mount Tambora and the year without a summer, I put the earth without a summer. The earth. (laughs) The earth without a summer. The eruption of Krakatoa resulted in global climate change due to the number of aerosols dispersed in the air. Average temperatures fell by as much as about 2 degrees Fahrenheit, which is a little more than 1 Celsius. And unusual phenomena like record rainfalls in the winter of 83 into 84 in California were thought to have been caused by the eruption. So it just messed up weather patterns the world over. It is also theorized that the eruption led to a reduction of the temperatures of the world's oceans for possibly up to a century. <laughs> Damn. I know. <laughs> Jesus. Right? Ironically, that potentially staved off rising sea levels due to human-caused climate change a little bit. So in a weird way, things could be worse now if this hadn't happened as far as climate change goes. Not that I'm saying it was good that 36,000 people died. Fuck no. But again, like the year without a summer, the gases let out by the eruption resulted in unusually vivid sunsets uh, the world over for a number of months. It's, you know, the um, painting the scream by Edward Mm -hmm. Munch 
with the red sky in the background. Um, that reportedly, I don't know if this is a true story or not, but reportedly was inspired by the sunsets that he saw during the aftermath of Krakatoa. Damn. So the topic topography of Krakatoa was completely changed after the eruption. So this is uh, before and after. So uh, this all here, and this is so captivating for our audience right now, was all Krakatoa. Okay. That portion was, no, gone, was gone afterwards. So you it's just like this, this, and this. And then we'll talk about that in just a second. <clears throat> um, and then I think, oh, here, here is it from an aerial view of an actual photograph. So it, it used to be... Like oh, I all the way up here. And you can see it underwater, too. You can well, see fragments of it. Well, let's talk about okay. what that is in oh, just okay. a second. Yes. A huge portion of the main island quite literally just sank into the sea. Um, That's fucking and, crazy. Like, I can't... That's, I know. It just disappeared. It, like, it yeah, just went fell. down to the earth. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, we're done. But because Krakatoa as an island is a volcano, it wasn't quite done changing yet. And just like an eruption can cause the complete destruction, can also form new hmm. volcanoes too. So <clears throat> on December 29th, 1927, 44 years after the devastating eruption, a new volcano emerged from the remains of <laughs> Krakatoa. God. The aptly named Anak Krakatoa, or the Child of Krakatoa. This that is like is the Child crazy. of Crazy. This is like a fucking. This is like a goddamn horror movie. Yes, <laughs> it, it is. But it's the Earth that's the villain, yes. and it's just like, like, you think I'm done with you, fuckers? Like, never. Oh my God, I know. I'll just make a new volcano. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this is fucking nuts. Anak Krakatoa just started growing oh, over Jesus the following Christ. decades. That's all we need. Here's a picture of a not Krakatoa having grown up a bit. You gotta be kidding me. Like it, yeah, just birthed a new it volcano. Just create a, you're exactly right. It birthed a new volcano. Then, so it, it was just kind of growing and growing a lot, like to the tune of, I read somewhere, I think it was like five inches a week. This thing was. That is ridiculously fast. That's like bamboo fast. <laughs> well, also, and an earth shifts and changes mm-hmm. and moves all the time but it's usually like a half an inch like a century like tiny little bit <laughs> ta- yeah. stuff. Yeah. we're talking five inches a week this thing is growing this is a piece of land we're talking mm-hmm. about not you know not a, a not a puppy yep no, you're right you're <laughs> you know? right that's how it went from not being visible to this <clears throat> mm-hmm. um so nearing the end of the 20th century anak krakatoa began showing some signs of eruptive life beginning in 1994. Now, nothing major happened, though this activity was obviously concerning that something might happen in the future. And happen it did. In April 2008, Anak Krakatoa erupted, even though it wasn't a terribly massive eruption. We're talking more than 100 years after the original technology has caught up massively Change, communication is different. So they basically just warned people like, hey, stay away from the immediate area. So nobody got hurt. Everything was cool. 
Um, so there, the, it, and it was actually a very relatively small explosion to the point where they were like, uh, don't get within like three kilometers or, or yeah. you know, like not, it was not a huge range of danger. Um, so basically people just couldn't sail nearby, like couldn't, couldn't have ships nearby. Then an expedition of Anak Krakatoa was launched and that just boggled my mind that there were people who voluntarily went to an act into an active volcano. If I was a scientist, I'd be like, hell yeah. But it could explode at literally any time yeah, and then you're fucked. But then, but, but that's, you'd go out of fucking legend. Yes, I guess. But you'd still be going uh, out. That wouldn't be fun either. Jesus mm-mm, Christ. Mm-mm. But yes, yeah, so if I was a research scientist, like a uh-huh. geologist, hell yeah, I'm going here. I'm pretty sure there was a, the Brady Bunch visited Hawaii and went into inside an active volcano at one point. But they were also cursed by <laughs> an idol that Bobby found on the beach. Something. I don't know. I, it was I, 60s television. I didn't realize uh, the Brady Bunch got into wizardry. They got into luck. Yes, mm. a little bit. Yes, they did. Anyway, um, so this expedition revealed that the volcano was growing a lava dome inside of it, which is basically like... A fun little stockpile of lava that gathers around the event of a volcano. And and by little, it was like 310 feet in circumference. Or diameter, rather. So, yeah. By June 18th uh, of 2018. So, fast forward to just a year and a half ago. Or a, actually two years ago at this point. This is June of, of 2020. So, by June 18th of 2018, Anak Krakatoa was exhibiting some signs of coming back to life. And on October 15th, 2018, it erupted in, again, a relatively weak explosion. But this was caught on, like, on film. Okay. People had their cell phone footage, so I can show you that. Yeah, I'll check that out. Um, And everyone was okay. Again, it was relatively weak. Everyone was okay. But unfortunately, this was just a precursor to the main event. <clears throat> on the afternoon of December 22nd, 2018, a stunning 423 eruptions occurred at Anak Krakatoa in a six-hour period. Holy shit. Basically, I don't even know how you can tell them apart, right? Um, and that all led up to the main event in that evening when the final eruption resulted in an undersea landslide. That launched a tsunami with waves that reached a maximum height of an estimated 16 feet or 5 meters. So this is no 100 feet, you know, tsunami. But you can fucking drown in 16 feet of water. Oh, hell yeah. Easily. an inch of water. So, yeah. Um, And here is a picture of it after the eruption. That's uh, Anak Krakatoa afterwards. Or as it has erupted. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, this is not as devastating as 100-foot-plus waves like the original Krakatoa, but it was enough to cause the death, massive death and destruction um, on the beaches of Java and Sumatra. So again, these two islands that are to the north and south of it. And unfortunately, an estimated 426 people were killed by this. This is the the little disaster. Like, comparatively. I mean, that's horrible. Mm -hmm. Over 400 people killed and over 14,000 people were injured Mm -hmm. in this. And then obviously immense property damage. But So, 
And Aunt Krakatoa at that point had largely self-destructed. But then, <laughs> like the little monster in the movie, began regenerating by January of 2019 through a series of little eruptions and started growing and growing. And in a truly never-say-die fashion, on April 10th, 2020... <laughs> of course. The volcano erupted yet again, audible nearly 100 miles or 160 kilometers away. Again, no damage caused to any air or human harm. And so Krakatoa lives on in Anak Krakatoa, which is still building itself through successive eruptions, growing into who knows what that will do who knows how much damage, who knows when. This is so close to the all good things we're about to get into. Really? Anyway, that, my friends, was the story of Krakatoa. That was the really... The ongoing story of Krakatoa. That was really creepy. Like, it got creepier in... It just keeps coming back. It, 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 like, like, like it a, tumbles like in into a, the sea. It starts... Like Freddy Krueger? Oh. Michael Myers? Mm-hmm. A certain someone else that we may be covering? Oh. You may, like hear, a- you may or may not hear that episode tonight, dear listeners. <laughs> but it's just like this phoenix, this horrible, horrible phoenix rising from the ashes to just destroy it Continually. Yes. Just like, like it's not just, it will not give up. Like it's I, not going away. Like I tried to kill off all of humanity a little over 100 years ago. I'm going to try again. Mm-hmm. They should, yeah. There, there should be a Thanos scale. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Wow. So now we know what Krakatoa is, and it's awful and The loudest scary. sound ever recorded. Loudest sound in recorded history, yes. Um, circled the, the sound, the pressure waves, sound waves circled the earth three and a half times. That's and just, it took days to do it because mm-hmm. that's how far it had to go. I also want to see this like in a Michael Bay film. Like, <laughs> I'm sure the movie would be terrible, but... Wasn't yeah. there, like, wasn't Pierce Brosnan yeah. in some volcano? Uh, I, I believe it was called Volcano. No, I don't... Yeah. Wasn't it called Point... Or no, Mount something? There was a volcano movie that had Tommy Lee Jones in it. Oh, I'm... Yeah. And... Hold on. And now Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak. That That's it. That's yeah. it. That was Pierce yes. Brosnan. I never saw it. And Pierce Brosnan's mother in the movie got sawed, sawed in half trying to save them on the, the canoe that was filled with a... The water had turned into essentially like battery acid from the volcano. She had to get out of the canoe to push them to safety. So she obviously she died. She sacrificed her life. She did. Oh, very, very. Who played Pierce Brosnan's right. mother? I don't remember. Okay. I, I literally <laughs> I I saw, saw that. It. I thought I saw that movie the year it came out. I think that's the only time I've was seen it. Like ninety four or something. No, this would have been ninety seven, ninety eight. Oh, okay. Ninety six, somewhere in there. I was eleven in ninety six. Yeah, there was a. Uh, I was yeah something else. <laughs> Um, I was 19. Um, but that movie, Dante's Peak, and another movie, which I believe was called Volcano, that had I, I Tommy Lee right. Jones in it, they yeah. came out like within like six months of each other or There's, something like that. They do that with disaster And they did that films. with Armageddon they and did. Deep Impact yep. the very, mm-hmm. like the very next year. Do you know I've never seen Armageddon? I've seen Deep Impact multiple times, never seen Armageddon. Armageddon is one of those movies that at this point is so bad it's good. Like, it really is terrible. I hate but it's, Matt Damon. So, or not Matt not, Damon. It's Ben Affleck. Other one, Ben Affleck. But this I don't is, mind Matt Damon. This is, very, this is very early Ben Affleck. He's not Ben Affleck yet. He's I pre-Ben feel, Affleck. Oh, God. He was a douche from day one. He kind of was. You're right. 
See, I I remember oh. when I saw him in Goodwill Hunting, mm-hmm. I remembered him as the asshole from Mallrats. That's no, that's how I, I remembered never saw him. That. Yeah. So, and he was also he was um he was a oh in Days and Confused he oh, was the, he was he the prick little, in that movie too. Uh, yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like. Ben Affleck is like so Matt maybe, maybe he is without an any of the charm. I, I guess. I don't know. Like he's a mass hole is what I think of. Uh, <laughs> Matt, of I keep saying Matt Damon. I don't mean Matt Damon. Ben Affleck. But now when I say uh, Matt Damon, I picture probably... Jesse Plemons. Oh my God. Well, yes. Because I call <laughs> You call him uh, like, well, broad faced Matt Damon. No, I call him, uh, what was his Bloated. character? Oh, uh, in Breaking Bad, Todd. I call Todd. I call him Todd Damon. Todd Damon, that's right. <laughs> oh, Todd, Matt Damon. <laughs> well, at least Team we America. at least we saved the worst of our banter for the end. So people yes, we did. Too so they could just they probably already have by now. You know. Yes. Yeah, it's just us. And seeing as as you most likely have tuned out, <laughs> shall we wrap it up? We shall. <laughs> so that was. Krakatoa or Krakatau featuring mm-hmm. Krakatoa or Krakatau Jr. Oh, or son son of Krakatau child child of Krakatau, of Krakatau. being non gendered. So here. this is a uh, Krakatoa featuring Anak Krakatoa. Yes, child of Krakatoa. Yes, and that was another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. <laughs> I'm Rachel, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>